1: Hi friends and welcome to today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, the official podcast of your Charlotte Hornets brought to you by Senta. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates are the official Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat care provider of the Hornets. Rob Longo with you today following Charlotte's 125-114 to 114 win at Madison Square Garden last night. It was a big one for the Hornets for a multitude of reasons. Secures at least a berth in the play-in tournament here in a couple of weeks as the season winds down. Hornets could certainly surge within the top six. It would take a lot, and we'll get to that here in just a few minutes as we take a look at our scoreboard watching that we have done on every podcast as of late as the season begins to grind to an end. Also, some historic performances, some career best performances last night at the Garden, and of course we will have a really, really intriguing sit-down with Miles Bridges and Sam Farber here in just a few minutes. Plenty to get to on today's edition of the HHC, so we'll go ahead and take a recap of this one pretty quickly. Hornets got off to a pretty good start last night, but the Knicks were able to lead it midway through the first quarter. Hornets had to call timeout to stop a 15-4 to run early on. Hornets able to battle back in that first quarter, though, as the Knicks led it 31-29 to after the first quarter play. R.J. Barrett had an 11-point quarter for the Knicks. Miles Bridges started off his day pretty well. He had 11 points and was 5-7 from the field just through the first quarter. Then we go to the second frame. The Hornets were able to take the lead about midway through the second quarter as Kelly Oubre was able to nail a four-point play, complete the four-point play, and then the Hornets able to take a 58-55 lead going into the lock. Room, Thanks to a 13-point first-half performance from Tsunami Poppy. LaMelo Ball, at that point, too, was working on a pretty good game himself. He had 11 points, 2 rebounds, and 7 assists at the break, and we'll get to more of that here in just a few moments. Miles Bridges was held scoreless in that second quarter, but that didn't take too long as the Hornets were able to hold a 91-83 lead after the third quarter. Kelly Oubre, up until that point, had 19 points. He was 7-9 from the field, including 4-6 from beyond the arc. Then we go to the fourth frame. This one tightened quite a bit. It was a three-point contest with about six minutes left to go. Hornets were able to extend it to a seven-point lead with just a little bit under four minutes ago, and Charlotte able to come out on top 125 to 124 thanks to a 31-point performance from Miles Bridges. Speaking of Miles, he talked after the game about how this game clinched a play-in tournament berth for the Hornets. Didn't, of course, quite sure up anything else other than that, but Miles said that he wants more and so does this team. I mean, it feels good to know we were playing after the regular season, but at the same time,
2: we're, our job's not finished, you know. We want to just get better seating, you know, and actually make it to the
1: playoffs. And Miles just has been a completely different kind of player here during the month of March. Of course, he's really been a different player at Madison Square Garden as well. With those 31 points last night, Miles has now scored 30 or more in three straight games. He is just the seventh player in the last 20 seasons with three or more 30-point games in a row at MSG. Just great numbers from Sky Miles. Miles in the month of March as well. He's averaging 20 points and 7 rebounds off of 53% shooting from the field, 41% from beyond the arc, and 80% shooting in the month of March. Again, we will have a sit down here with Miles Bridges as the Hornets social media and Hornets PR really ramp up its most improved player campaign for Miles Bridges. He's had just such a great season. We're going to try to see if he can win that most improved player award. There's a lot of competition this season, but Miles certainly in the running for that as well. Another top performance Performer from last night, of course, too was Lamelo Ball. Lamelo Ball finishes with 20 points and 15 assists, which is a really remarkable stat line because the 15 assists is a career high for Lamelo. He is the sixth player in franchise history with 20 or more points and 15 assists in a game. That is the first time that has happened since Kemba Walker all the way back on February 19th of 2014 against the Detroit Pistons. So Lamelo Ball, another great top performer in his last five games, he has just been magical. At least 20 points per game, hitting multiple three-pointers, pretty significant rebounds, and the assists have been fantastic as well, especially the last two with double-digit assists. A couple of steals in there as well. Hornets, by the way, of course, 8-2 and two in their last 10 games playing some really good basketball. Charlotte now on a season, like I mentioned, clinches that play-in tournament berth, and are now 40-37 and 37 on the campaign, three games clear of 500. But, of course, the Hornets are wanting more. And, of course, we'll take a look at tonight's action around the NBA. This is our scoreboard watching segment as well to keep you updated on what happened last night cleveland fell to dallas 120 to 112 toronto able to beat minnesota 125 to 102 so those are the teams that are ahead of the hornets and what they did last night behind the hornets is atlanta and they are keeping pace right now as they take out oklahoma city 136 to 118 on the road so What does that mean going into tonight's game? So here's where everything stands right now. The Hornets are currently two and a half games behind Cleveland for what would be seventh in the Eastern Conference. They are a half game behind Brooklyn, and they hold a half game advantage over the Atlanta Hawks. Now, to get to Toronto would be a little bit more difficult, especially after the Raptors won last night in Minnesota. It would take about five and a half games to get to that top six position, but still mathematically still not out of it yet. Now, here's the games that... Hornets fans can keep an eye on this evening. At 7 30 tonight are where the two important games for the Hornets come into play. This one should be an interesting one in Atlanta. Both teams will be on the second night of a back-to-back. Cleveland is taking on the Hawks, so like I mentioned, it's a little bit of a slippery slope on who wins that game, because if Atlanta would win that game, they would keep pace, certainly, with the Hornets, and they would be essentially tied record-wise for ninth place in the Eastern Conference, but of course, the Hornets are trying to catch up with the Cavaliers as well. Meanwhile, the other big game, and this is the most important one, the Brooklyn Nets host the Milwaukee Bucks. That is, of course, the nationally televised game. That is an important one, because if Milwaukee is able to win that the Hornets would move back into eighth place they would have identical records with the Nets and of course hold that very coveted tiebreaker over Brooklyn so that is our scoreboard segment to watch tonight it is the Cleveland Cavaliers in Atlanta to take on the Hawks and of course the Milwaukee Bucks the reigning NBA champs taking on the Brooklyn Nets that's going to do it for our quick recap of this one. There is plenty to get to, though, on today's edition of the Hornet Hivecast. Sam Farber and Miles Bridges will sit down after this to talk about how Miles has been able to improve his game this year and why he's deserving of being the most improved player this season. We'll get to that next right here on the Hornet Hivecast brought to you by Senta. I could have gotten my hearing aids anywhere, but going to a doctor who could find a set that fit my lifestyle was a good idea. Music sounds as clear now as when I listened to it on cassette tapes.
0: Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offers a wide variety of hearing aids. With affordable pricing and credit options, our patients can find hearing care that is right for them. Hear like you once did. Call 704-295-3000 to schedule an appointment. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense.
1: It's an off day for Buzz City, but of course, never an off day on the HHC. Sam Farber sat down recently with Miles Bridges to talk about his improvement, his game, and just overall how the season has been going. And without further ado, here's Sam Farber's sit down with Miles Bridges. Miles Bridges, thanks so much for joining us today here on the Hornets Hivecast.
3: Glad to be here. The season is winding down. It's been one where you've seen a big jump in terms of your scoring, in terms of your role on the team. How do you feel about your personal improvement here in this 2021-2022 season?
2: Uh, I feel good about it. Um, but I, I feel like I'm my biggest critic. You know, I feel like I could always do better in everything. But I like the leap that I, that I made. You know, uh, I give credit to my teammates, my coaches, and my trainers that I put put the work in with in the
3: summer. A way to decide who should be most improved is a scoring jump. And in the NBA, you are one of the top two or three players in terms of. Raw numbers, what your scoring was the year before, what it is this year. And if you look on percentages, you know, the percentage jump, you're even higher on the list. What do you attribute your jump in terms of just plain scoring the basketball this year? Uh, Just being more aggressive,
2: getting to the free throw line more. Uh, Coach has been preaching to me just to use my strength and power to get to the rim. Um, And my decision making at the rim, it it plays a big part. So Coach, he has a lot of trust in me and and, uh, my teammates, they, they have a lot of trust in me.
3: The big advantage you've had is seeing your role improve here in this season. Last year, you had the unselfishness to step out of the starting lineup when asked, come off the bench, We saw your scoring come down slightly, but your shooting percentages all skyrocket. This season, you've gone back into the starting lineup. Your usage rate is way up, and the numbers have jumped. For the most part, the percentages are all still there. How have you been able to maintain your quality of play while having played the most minutes of anyone in the NBA? So that usage has gone sky high.
2: I give credit to to our weight trainers, you know, just having me conditioning before the season. You know, they, they knew I'd be playing a lot of minutes. So they, they spent a lot of time making sure I was ready for the season. And like I said before, just my trainers just put me in real game situations. That's been helping me a lot this year.
3: I'm sure if we polled every one of your teammates, they would say you should be the most improved player in the NBA. But I got to ask you, do you think you should be the most improved player in the NBA? Should you get that award?
2: Uh, Yeah, I think so. For sure. But, you know, time will tell. We've got to see how this season ends. But I, w- I would love to have that award, but I wouldn't be mad at the same time because I know it's a lot of guys out there that's that's
3: definitely improved their game. At least be invited to the show.
2: Yeah, at least. <laughs>
1: We'll have more with Miles and Sam after this on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta. Hornets
0: fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today.
1: We hope you are enjoying Sam Farber's sit down with Hornets standout Miles Bridges so far on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And let's get back to that conversation between Sam and Miles.
3: Miles Bridges, our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Miles, we were talking about you individually for Most Improved Player. If there's one thing that would hold you or any other Hornet back from winning an individual award, it's that this is such a collective. The team really plays for each other. The shot volume, all of the things that go into making players all-stars or winning these kinds of awards are almost the antithesis of what this team does. This team is all about sharing the basketball, giving up a good shot to find a great one. In that respect, what is it like playing on this team, this style of basketball, knowing you have to give up some of the personal accomplishments you might otherwise get on other teams yeah. in order to help the team be the best it can be?
2: Well, I mean, I don't mind it because, you know, I love all my teammates, and, and I, we all have the same goal, and that's just make it to the playoffs and win a championship. So when you when you're playing with guys that you love to be around, that you have great chemistry, it's not hard to put those things aside and that's that's what type of teammate I am. Anyway, I put things to the side just just to help the team win.
3: You are the longest tenured Hornet. All four of your seasons up till now, you have been close to consideration for the playoffs, but just not quite able to get in there. Mm-hmm. Leading up to last year, making the play-in tournament, so making the postseason, but not the playoffs. What is different about this team and about you yourself here this season that you think will get the team over the hump?
2: Uh, it's just our mindset. You know, we have a mindset that. We want to make the playoffs, and I feel like everybody's head is on the swivel and that everybody's sense of urgency has picked up, and it's starting to show in our last few games. So we definitely want to make the playoffs, and we don't want to repeat what we did last year.
3: Your first year, your part-time starter, part-time coming off the bench, averaging somewhere around eight points per game. Second year, full-time starter. If you could go back and tell that rookie year edition of yourself, sophomore year edition of yourself, any advice, what would you tell yourself?
2: Uh, Just – Put in the work harder, you know, because I, I definitely put in the work those first two years, but I feel like I wasn't getting anything out of it. So before the third year, that's when I definitely started working out like on stuff that, that I need to work on and becoming an all-around player. I would have just told myself just to stay focused and, and stay persistent.
3: You definitely had good veterans on those teams when you were a rookie. I'm not I'm not trying to indicate that you didn't, mm-hmm. but there's different kinds of veterans that you've had access to now this season, and the last two seasons. Gordon Hayward won, who's been an all-star, who really plays your position and, and now adding Montrez Harrell and Isaiah Thomas to this team later in this season, mm-hmm. guys who have been through everything, been on playoff runs. What do those veterans mean to you and your development and also in terms of the kind of veteran you will eventually be for players?
2: Yeah, I mean, I, was, I love my vets for sure, my, my rookie and my, my sophomore year. But yeah, it's 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 different type of vets. You know, IT he was he was almost an MVP. And he he led the Celtics in that run that he had with the Celtics is definitely legendary. Uh, Montrez with the Clippers, they did a great job against the Warriors, uh, brought them to seven games. So these vets they have a lot of playoff experience, um, and I, I'm just trying to soak everything in from them. But they've been doing a great job with me. Mean, Gordon Hayward he, he's been he's been great since he's been here. He's been teaching me a lot of stuff. Without him, I, I feel like I wouldn't be as dynamic as I will, as I am. Uh, Terry Rozier. It's like my brother. So we we I got good vets, you know. I couldn't ask for any, for anything better.
3: As much as the veterans have had an influence on this team, it really feels like in the last couple of weeks, this young core has taken a step. It's gone from the team really struggles to win without Gordon Hayward on the floor, to now Gordon Hayward's maybe not the foundation of the team. He's the ceiling. You add him back into the mix, and what you can achieve becomes that much greater. What's made the difference to allow this young core to go from being led by to leading the team?
2: Uh, just like I said before, just sense of urgency. You know, it and Tres when they came here, they definitely put a lot of fire and passion into us to pick our sense of urgency up and, and just go out there and play every game like it's a playoff game. And it's just our approach. Our approach coming into every game has definitely helped us, and it's going to continue to help us.
3: In terms of most improved player, we, we hope you get the award. Most improved team, the Hornets are right there on that list. Again, to go back to it, you know, at some point. Those veterans are, are, you know, eventually That's the nature of the NBA. They'll, they'll move on. The core of this team is you and LaMelo and the other young guys that are a part of this team. Terry Rozier, P.J. Washington, definitely in there as well. As you have made that transition now to more of a leadership role, how good does it feel? How good do you feel about the status of the Hornets not just for the stretch run of this season, but years to come with the growth you guys have
2: made? I I definitely feel like we've we've built a a great foundation, you know, drafting LaMelo, bringing in Gordon, bringing in Terry. Our young guys, all the young guys that we have, they're great, so we don't have a ceiling. Um, The sky's the limit for us. We just got to continue to get better, stay focused, and and continue to have the, the, the
3: same mindset to win the championship. Miles, we're wishing you the best of luck both individually for Most Improved Player and collectively. We'd love to see that playoff drought end here in Charlotte. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you.
1: We hope you enjoyed today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast, as always presented by Senta. Special thanks to Miles Bridges for carving some time out of his day and, of course, for Sam Farber as well. We will have another edition of the HHC, another off tomorrow for you here as the Hornets get ready to take on Philly in a city of brotherly love. That will be tomorrow. And, of course, we'll have a preview podcast for that then. For Sam Farber and Miles Bridges, I'm Rob Longo saying thank you so much for joining us here on today's edition of the Hornets Hivecast. And we'll see you tomorrow once again on the HHC.